Rich Miller, thank you for the $20 in Super Chat. Doc, the best and only get better. Much love. 25 year active duty. Master Chief Navy here. Yeah, 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 yeah because you know what? They said, man, even though he's going to turn Master Chief, like, that's a big, huge salary. Imagine that, Rich. Damn. But thankfully, that doesn't happen to you. You know what I mean, Rich? Whew. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And of course, what you were just listening to was Dr. Disrespect talking a couple of days ago on his own streaming program here on YouTube in a quote that a number of you commented on in my videos, talked to me about through my DMs on social media. And why? Well, because if you haven't been in virtual legality in a little while, this is what I used to think of as a long form video series here in virtual legality. Twitch bans Dr. Disrespect, a legal discussion. And it was the first video of this series, a lawyer's take on what we know, in which I talked about how contract negotiations and contract disputes and breaches usually manifest themselves when both sides are represented by competent counsel, that you have silence, and that when Dr. Disrespect was banned, it shouldn't be deemed unusual for anybody following that story that silence was the result from both sides, both Twitch and Dr. Disrespect, and then it was probably not the best thing to just go out and report that maybe he should be accused of X, Y, or Z. As a matter of fact, in the most recent video that I did on the subject, I put together the timeline. So if you haven't been following this story, and if that quote at the top of this video didn't make any sense to you, hopefully I can bring some sense to that story in a very small amount of time. So on June 22nd, Mixer, Microsoft's streaming service, closed, right? And as this was reported, one interesting thing happened as a result of that closure. I brought up a Business Insider headline. Microsoft just released top streamers Ninja and Shroud from their contracts as it shutters Mixer after spending millions on exclusive deals with them. That very same week, Dr. Disrespect was banned. I brought up a Forbes article. What we know from Dave Deer, Dr. Disrespect has been banned from Twitch, although it was all clandestine. We didn't really receive reports on it. And so just two days after that article, I put out a video. And that video basically said, it doesn't make sense to assume things about this particular set of events. That when you have Mixer closing the same week that you have this ban, you can make certain assumptions. And one of those assumptions is that the value of the Dr. Disrespect contract to Twitch, now that it doesn't have the same level of competition, Mixer no longer exists, that party that was going out and stealing folks from the Twitch platform through exclusive contracts with Ninja and Shroud and others is no longer a problem. So that contract that you signed with Dr. Disrespect earlier this year in the springtime is something that a company will reevaluate. And I said, if you follow professional sports, you know this, right? You've got a quarterback that you signed on when he was looking really hot. And then another quarterback became available for a rookie contract. And you say, hmm, I wonder what I can do. Can I trade this guy away? Can I get rid of him? Maybe we can claim injury. Those aren't guaranteed contracts in the NFL or maybe whatever other sport you watch and whatever jurisdiction you're watching virtual legality in. And all I was saying as part of that video was 
hmm, Twitch re-examined this. That means that even if Twitch thinks there is a breach of a contract, a normal breach, if this didn't happen, might not trigger the same kind of rush determination that the same breach without Mixer and with Ninja and Shroud available might otherwise. That doesn't mean Twitch is lying. That also doesn't mean Dr. Disrespect is lying. A lot of folks come into virtual legality and say, well, if there's a breach, there's a breach. And if there isn't, there isn't. That's just not the way legal documents work. The Dr. Disrespect exclusivity contract with Twitch is going to have a certain list of things that he can't do. And that if he does them, Twitch can terminate his contract. Twitch can look at his behavior and say, you did this thing. And so we are terminating. Twitch can believe in its heart of hearts that that is a sufficient breach. And Dr. Disrespect's team can disagree with it. If that happens... If Twitch maybe had a pretextual reason for firing Dr. Disrespect in order to free up funds in its budget, and yes, I know they're owned by Amazon, but every subsidiary has a budget that they have to meet, and so freeing up funds is still useful to the operation of your company. If you no longer think a contract is as valuable to you as it was yesterday, then if there is that dispute, then chances are it's going to go into arbitration. Chances are that arbitration is going to be confidential. And chances are anybody represented by agents like Dr. Disrespect is or by multinational corporations like Twitch is are going to go completely quiet because now there's millions and millions of dollars on the line. And I said, if Twitch can free up that money, then maybe they would use it to go sign those new free agents. Ninja and Shroud had a history with Twitch. They made money on Twitch. They made Twitch money. Would it really surprise anybody if that was in fact the case? Well, it did surprise folks. This wound up being my most popular video on virtual legality still to this day with over a quarter of a million views. Thank you for everybody that checked it out. But a lot of folks on YouTube got their first taste of virtual legality and the Hoglaw channel in general with this video and described it as a very, very crazy theory. This is eSports Talk saying it was the most insane doc ban theory. How could Twitch ever do this? Twitch doesn't need the money. They don't even want Ninja and Shroud back. How could this kind of thing happen? But if you've been watching this timeline that I keep bringing up, you already know the end of the story. Now, I actually don't have one bullet point here that apparently is important, at least is important in the mind of Dr. Disrespect, and that is rapper logic who on July 21st signed a seven-figure exclusive streaming deal with Twitch. Twitch had this money, has money, continues to have money to sign exclusives up, and had more money if they got to keep it from the Dr. Disrespect deal. And so they signed Logic. And then they signed Shroud. And then they signed Ninja. And those are kind of cadet-like names, wouldn't you say? So when we look at what Dr. Disrespect actually said in his stream, I believe it was on Monday, we can kind of decode some of this. Now, I want to give a little context here because I didn't bring up all the clips. I didn't show all of the stream. It will be linked in the description of this video. Of course, you can check it out on your own. But really, for the last hour of his stream, he starts to really lean on potentially saying things about the Twitch situation. Someone asks him why he isn't a partner with Activision and Call of Duty. And he says, well, you know, I have been one of the most popular Call of Duty streamers. And then he kind of stops himself and chews his hands and says, oh, I got to stop. And he plays some more matches. And then someone else says, you know, thanks for speaking the truth. And it must be hard because they're trying to keep you quiet. And he says, they're not trying to keep me quiet. It's really the procedure that in order to get things the way we, you know what, I'm going to stop. That's immediately preceding the clip that I played for you here. And then he gets a $20 donation from someone that says he's the master chief, which is a rank in the Navy. And he says, well, 25 year active duty master chief Navy here. Hey, Rich, that's the name that was given to him. 
Imagine the Navy going in there and getting rid of you, huh? Just out of nowhere. And then bringing in three new cadets. Because you know what they say, man. Even though he's going to turn Master Chief, like, that's a big, huge salary. Imagine that, Rich. Damn. But thankfully, that doesn't happen to you. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You don't need me sitting here to really kind of decode this for you. As we talked about in that very first video, as we've talked about throughout this entire series, it makes a lot of sense for Dr. Disrespect and his team to tell him not to talk about this. In general, you're not going to advantage your position by going public with really any complaints you have about Twitch, and going public will generally just give them more arrows in their quiver to try to keep that money from you and not give it to you. So when he says things on his stream that says, oh, I just got to be quiet during this procedure to try to get things where they're going, that's a negotiation, that's an arbitration, that's talking, whether or not it's in a formal legal process or not, where the parties are trying to come up with some answer that both can live with. Let's say they owed him $10 million and Dr. Disrespect's team is okay taking eight. And Twitch doesn't want to give that because they think they have a legitimate breach. This is what litigators do for a living, is try to sell, solve these issues for their clients in a way that both clients can live with. But while he's keeping quiet, he is a public-facing personality, and he can't help it with some of these kinds of things. And it's worth noting that this exactly dovetails with what we said in our first video, which is one of the reasons why so many people brought it up to me, is because they wanted me to do a victory lap here. And indeed, when Esports Talk talked about this again, remember, the folks that called this an insane theory, they now have a video up saying, wow, they banned Doc to afford Ninja and Shroud with no link to Hoglaw, which is fine. Everybody can do their own thing on YouTube. And of course, I did have some fun with it. Life comes at you fast, a talk esports. But outside of that, the thing that might be a surprise to most of you is looking at a quote like this. If This doesn't surprise me, but it also doesn't change anything, right? From Dr. Disrespect's perspective, and he's been very consistent on this, Twitch terminated him, sent some kind of form letter or very generic letter either to him or to his counsel that said, you breached terms of service, you breached our guidelines, whatever it might be, without additional detail. That's the just out of nowhere part. And that's always going to feel to you like they did it to bring in these other people. And he has more personal information than certainly we do on the outside. His team has more information than we do. There could be communications where they tried to renegotiate his contract before any of this. We don't know any of those specifics. It's also still possible that Twitch has a legitimate gripe against Dr. Disrespect that they just aren't sharing. Maybe because it looks bad. Maybe it looks bad for Twitch before it happened, that it's old and they should never have signed him to the contract. We don't know any of those kinds of things. So speculating on either side is really counterproductive. What we do know is that from Dr. Disrespect and his team's perspective, they weren't told the reason. And then they saw these three people trotted in one by one to Twitch to sign exclusivity contracts with the money that would have gone to Dr. Disrespect. Yes, money is fungible. Twitch has more budget it can ask for from Amazon, but it freed up that money by withholding it from Dr. Disrespect, clearly based on a breach that the Dr. Disrespect team doesn't agree with, doesn't think is legitimate, and is fighting behind the scenes. So you get this kind of commentary, and yes, I think overall, the contours of this entire discussion have matched up with my initial analysis. And thank you so much to everybody who has brought it again to my attention that flagged me on Twitter and elsewhere. But at the end of the day, 
This doesn't change whether or not Dr. Disrespect, or more specifically Twitch, has a good reason for engaging in the termination and the dispute. They might have a good reason, they might not. I will tell you that the balance of judgment here for me says the longer this goes on and Twitch doesn't really execute a public publicity campaign or otherwise make very clear why they did this to Dr. Disrespect, it suggests to me that the reason is perhaps not very solid because this is hurting Twitch's brand value. When you go and you look at these kinds of things, yes, Ninja and Shroud signed back up, but it wouldn't surprise me if they took a premium for that signing back up. Because Twitch right now, without explaining why they cut off the biggest contractor that they had without reason, without explanation, without any public-facing statement, because that happened, that means that if I'm a special talent that's thinking about going to Twitch, my counsel is talking to them and saying, well, look, A, I want answers on that situation, and B, if you're not willing to give me answers on that situation, then I'm going to apply a trust premium. That this would have been a million-dollar contract, now it's 1.25, because... I don't know what you're thinking, and I have to make darn sure that you don't do to my client what you did to Dr. Disrespect. So this harms Twitch. It does. On the margins, in a way that we'll never see publicly, but it harms Twitch. It's not to Twitch's advantage to just be completely quiet on this, to never settle this particular issue, and then to have Dr. Disrespect out there kind of poking the bear a little bit. So it doesn't help Twitch. It doesn't really help Dr. Disrespect. Obviously, in the games journalism industry, we've already seen speculation as to what he might have done, including FBI raids and everything else. And so we look at these kinds of situations and say it's not really helping anybody, but this is what is necessary from a legal process because Dr. Disrespect, he's got millions of dollars on the line, and this clearly feels like what we described back over the summer. So I'm very thankful to everybody that flagged it for me. I'm very thankful for folks telling me about talk esports and all these various things. But at the end of the day, this doesn't actually change the analysis. This was always how Dr. Disrespect was going to feel if he wasn't lying on the premise that Twitch didn't tell him what happened. And there's no reason to believe that he was because his lawyers allowed him to say that very specifically. And once you get past the fact that he's not lying on that premise, then it's no surprise that he feels a little burnt by the fact that his friends Shroud and Ninja and at least one other cadet, probably Logic, signed up with Twitch with money that he is not presently getting from them and that is costing him a lot of money in legal counsel to try to extract. So this has been Virtual Legality for today. Again, I love doing these updates on Dr. Disrespect. Please do keep flagging for me these various clips and things. I can't watch all of his streams, obviously, during my day job or elsewise. So thank you so much for telling me about them. If you like talking about these things, business and law through the prism of pop culture, streaming, video games, movies, everything else, please do like, subscribe, share, tell folks that we are here. We're talking about these kinds of things all the time. Just yesterday, we did a video on Insomniac, just randomly changing the entire of their Peter Parker character in their Spider-Man remaster. Really fascinating stuff there. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.